Welcome back to the Fourth Liners podcast. Very special episode today. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, you'd remember that we were talking about bringing on a potential sponsor. And finally, here we are. As of December 15th, we are sponsored by Betstamp. Now, if you're an experienced better, you probably know about Betstamp. But basically what Betstamp is, is an app that allows you to track all of your bets and it gives you the option to see all of the best lines available to you. Certain websites or book bookmakers, excuse me, obviously have different lines for each game and Betstamp allows you to pick the best lines, which therefore allows you to get the best returns. Jake, what do you think? Oh, well said, Bryce, honestly. It's exciting. We have our first paid partnership with Betstamp and it's a great app to use if you want to track your bets and looking for the best odds. Honestly, they have it connected to every betting app that you could find and anywhere, any game, anywhere, any match that's going on, especially the World Cup right now, if you guys want to bet um, any know, sport, the list is massive. I know me and Bryce focus on the NHL mostly and we have some bets tonight. I have a six-game parlay right now, and uh, I'm tracking it on bets, uh, Betstamp, and, you know, they make it pretty easy, and they give you updates as well when your bets come through, if they don't come through, um, and it's just a very helpful organization app for your betting needs. You can also follow other people, so anytime Jake makes a bet, I get a notification on my phone. I can see the bets he's made. It's a fantastic app. Uh, we were both completely new to betting. Jake, I know you had bet a couple times. Um, yeah, for, I, uh, I bet maybe like once on a fight before, and uh, that's my only experience with it. Yeah, we so basically we had no experience, and uh, you know, Betstamp basically has allowed us to kind of learn about betting and, and piqued our interest into sports betting. And obviously, I just want to preface this with everything we say about Betstamp and betting is only bet if you have the means to, only bet if you, yes, if you know are are in the right state of mind. Uh, you know, you don't want to you don't want to try and win the the, the rent money. Uh, on betting websites, <laughs> but betting is a really fun way to kind of make the games you're watching more interesting. You know, you can put down anything you want. I noticed that a lot of people on Betstamp do a lot of dollar bets, you know, so bet a dollar for a team to win, get three bucks back, two bucks back. And that kind of makes it just more interesting. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Well said there. Like, and honestly, I think Betstamp is teaching us a lot about betting as well, because as newbies at it, we really didn't know what to do. Um, but it's very simple through their app. And it shows you the best odds on either player prompts or parlays or just betting this to see if your team wants to win or not. We, we knew we knew nothing about it. And now, and it, dude, like night one, we were doing parlays. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're professionals now. Um, oh, dude. And our returns have been like surprising. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, me and Jake and I are both way up on parlays and and uh you know, it's just been a lot of fun. So, yeah, thank you so much to Betstamp for uh, allowing us to, to partner with them. Uh, we're really excited to, to move forward with them and and see what the future holds uh, for, you know, for us and Betstamp. So, so yeah, very excited about that. And we could definitely incorporate uh, Betstamp uh, into into our podcast more because, you know, we can always talk about the bets we've made and, and you know, perhaps look at the odds to kind of give an indication on, on on where, you know, the professionals think teams are at. And who's going to win what. And and yeah, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, so at the end of the episode, we can definitely go through our bets that we placed tonight. Um, yeah, it could be something fun to NHL do. NHL games, I, I did a six-game parlay, which uh, would be kind of cool. I'll tell you like the percentages, the risks I made, and 
you know, um, so you guys can maybe get started on Betstamp. We'll have it linked below as well. So you guys can go download the app. It's free completely. Um, only you put money into the apps that you bet on and the app Betstamp and it's by itself is completely free. And uh, please, like Bray said, bet responsibly. Don't bet if you're under the influence um, and you need to be the right state of mind as well. Be a, a betting age as well. So, um, exactly. but yeah. Yeah. Hockey. Okay. Hockey. Hockey. There's a lot Lots of stuff going on in hockey. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, we can start with some records going on right now. Yeah, dude. Three three players in the league right now have uh, have been uh, approaching records or set some records. Uh, you want to start with Ovi? Yeah, man. Like <clears throat> The NHL right now is an exciting time. I feel like there's a lot of exciting players and i think we're going through a shift you know what i mean where like yeah a new age is coming in and you're seeing like Ovi, which when we were younger like was you know one of the good young players but now he's like a an insane vet that's almost uh he's a few goals away from 800 goals 800 career goals which is kind of insane to like for me to hear um i think Dude, he's at nobody thought it was possible that no. that anybody could could even sniff you know, Gretzky's main records, right? Yeah. And now here we are. We have Alexander Ovechkin, who in my mind is already the greatest goal scorer of all time. I yeah. mean, to, to score the goals the way he has um, in, in this era, you know, in an era where goaltenders are as good as they are, where defenders is, are as good as they are. You know, Ovechkin being able to pile up 800 goals over his career and be only it's the records, what, 896 or 894? I think so. 894. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I want to say I want to say it's 894. It probably. I just want to get this right. Well, Ovechkin's at 797 uh, uh, points. 94. It's 94. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 894. Get you, Bryce. I know. Yeah. So Ovechkin's at 797, and honestly, I think he's so dedicated to beating that record, Gretzky's record, and I think you could argue though. Yes, Gretzky was amazing, and it's different eras, but I think Ovechkin is the best goal scorer of all time, even better than Gretzky. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay? It's it, it, different eras, dude. Like, the 80s goaltenders were way worse. Their equipment, well, I don't know if worse is the right word, but their equipment was smaller. Their styles were different, and, and it was style. a huge influx of, uh, of high-speed skill, right? Because, you yeah. know, before the 80s, you're looking at grinders. It's a grinders yeah. era, right? You have the Broad Street Bullies and all these teams. Hockey in the 70s and even the 60s was about who could beat the shit out of each other better. And then the 80s, you saw the transition. And it, it started with Mike Bossy. You know, Mike Bossy, I think, at that time, was probably the greatest player of all time. Greatest goal scorer of all time. And then Gretzky showed up, obviously, right? Yep. So, you know, you have a, a major influx of high-speed, high-skill forwards. And the goalies weren't able to adjust to it yet, right? And I'm not taking any way, anything away from Gretzky by saying this. Because, you know, he he set the foundation for what the league is today. Yeah, he's the great one. But Ovechkin <clears throat> came into the league, dude. I, I'd say at the end of the dead goal era. I mean, the late 90s, all the way up to, like, even the, the mid-2000s, dude. Goals were not being scored at a high rate in the NHL. Goalies' equipment got so big. They got yeah. way better. Uh, you you just weren't seeing nearly as many goals. And like the NHL made a ton of uh, rule changes to try and increase goal scoring back then, right? Like that's how desperate they were to see more goals. 
And Ovechkin comes in in that era and just lights the lamp night after night after night. And here we are now in 2022, almost in 2023. And Ovechkin is, you know, well, well, well within Gretzky's record. And just to even say that is, is amazing. I mean, yeah, like, like we've said, like think about how many of all time. Think about how many 50 goal seasons he's had and or he's above 30. In his rookie season, he had 52 goals and he's just been a straight up goal scorer his whole entire career. Um, watching, I've seen him play a few times and he does like, you know, he just, st- he, he, he doesn't stand there, but he does wait at the blue line and the team just, their main goal is to pass it to Ovi when he's on the ice, right? To get that, like, cause he can score and the power coming from Ovechka is insane. Um, this guy is a beast. So, and he finds those little tiny corners that he can just snipe it. And you even incorporate into his his physical play. I mean, he's physically dominant, too. Like, he's not a soft winger. No, like he throws the body, man. Like he he hits. And and so that's another thing, too. We can praise him about his ability, his ability to stay healthy throughout his entire career. You know, while throwing the body the way he does. I mean, he's a physical guy. Some of the biggest hits I've seen are Ovechkin checks. Yeah, like I can't he, recall a lot of the times him getting injured. I don't see any injuries on his. I mean, he misses. He misses like the occasional game, like, but yeah. he, most of his seasons are in the, you know, 79, 78 games played range, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he's pretty consistent. And then, yeah. So, I mean, when do you think he's going to score his 800th? Well, we can go back to bet stamp here. Um, I do have. My bet here that he is going to be scoring against the Montreal Canadiens for his 800th goal. And, um, you know, my odds, you know, I kind of went a little risky and I like to go a little risky. But, you know, that's that's what you kind of do when you do betting. But uh, I have him scoring against the Montreal Canadiens, which I think that gives him enough time right now. He's at 796, is it? 797. I could see it happening. I think they're playing on December 31st. I, he Honestly, I probably got it wrong there. Um, How many but, games in between now and then is that? Uh, I, I think I thought it was probably sooner than it actually was. Um, well, there's the Christmas break. You got to factor that in, right? Oh, okay. That makes sense then. That makes sense. Yeah, because, okay, wait. I, it says right here on the website. Uh, it's one, two, three, four, five shit <laughs> hey, yeah i don't know about so, that yeah, one yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, i would say uh, wait damn what's it. the date today it's the 12th so damn they it. play chicago tomorrow dallas on the 15th and you can literally get yeah, next game. See, <laughs> i would have bet see if it was me dude i would have picked like detroit i just think the odds i don't like, know see see if you can get your money back on that one <laughs> i probably can i probably can who'd you who'd you bet it with who was it um it's called DraftKings. DraftKings? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can get it back. Yeah, see, I would have picked Detroit. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I thought the game was sooner than an actual Sooner? Was. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, no, that's probably off. Yeah. yeah, I would pick Detroit, honestly. That gives him a few games there. I mean, Dallas is a good team. The Leafs are a good team. Like, he'll probably... 
Like Chicago's a really good opportunity for him. Dallas has got Ottinger, right? And Dallas is a good team. The Leafs, I mean, he could do it against the Leafs. Dude. The Leafs are, you know, kind of a high-scoring game team. But I think Detroit would be the safe bet. Because if he gets a couple, you know, in Chicago, Dallas, Toronto, right? And then and then maybe he can finish it off in Detroit. Yeah, no, like he definitely, you know, I don't know. like, like I, I want to bet on this too. I want to do this too. I know, I only bet three dollars too. So, like, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm going you can to, bet, it, it comes out as twenty eight dollars. I'm going to DraftKings right now. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm doing this. I don't think I can get my money back, but. Uh, well, let's hope he he just has a little dry smell, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Maybe I maybe I'm a genius, and he has maybe a dry you're a genius. Yeah. All yeah. right. Who else? Uh, who else should we talk about here? Because there's three players, right? You want to go to Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes. So he recorded the longest shift in NHL history, which is kind of crazy to me. Absurd. Right. right? He's having a good season, right? And I, he's a pretty good player. He's fast. Probably has a lot of stamina. But I don't like this. I don't think this is something to praise. Like, you don't. No, because he's probably tired after that, and that's going to affect his next shift, and it's going to affect. Like how they were playing. But yes, they probably won the game. I, I don't even really know. But at the same time, I just don't think... I think it should be... In the, like, it's six minutes, I think it was. That's a long shift. That's too long of a shift. There's no way any NHL player would be tired at that point. And I just think that affects the team. Even though, like, they are winning, they're having success, and that maybe he does have good stamina, I just don't think it's a smart move. Just because... You know, it's I, I just like I, I think they need him to perform. And he, if he's tired, he's not going to. So, right. I, I want to see. Did they win the game? Well, I can't bet on. Wait, what the hell? So he, he had a six minute shift and it looked like they were losing in the third against the Islanders six to four. Did they win against the Islanders. And I just don't think. It was the smart move to do that. Why would you stay on for six minutes? I, I remember playing hockey when I was younger. I'd get in shit if I did that. You know what I mean? It just affects the team, affects his next shift. He's not a, as effective a player when he does that. I don't know. I could just, well, they had the goalie They had the goalie pulled, right? They did. So I guess and, I had him on there for like six minutes. Yeah, and they, they lost. They lost 6-4. Yeah. He yeah, scored. They, they he scored. Gassed. He scored in the third period, but... At the same time, yeah, he was probably gas. And think about it. In that time period, you could have had fresh guys on there that probably could have, could have got a goal for you. You know what I mean? Even It doesn't matter how good Jack Hughes is, right? I just think it's not a smart move for that to happen. It's cool that it's an NHL record, but at the same time, six minutes and two seconds, that's too long of a shift, man. It's too, way too long. Um, I don't know what the reasoning was behind it, but I just think that's just uh, maybe contributed to their, like they, they could have won in those last few minutes, right? Yeah. What do you uh, think I, about it? I don't know. Like he's, he's a young player, like they're a young team. Um, you know, they've been successful this season. Like, you know, maybe Jack Hughes was advocating for it. Like maybe Jack Hughes came to the bench and, you know, the coach was like, get off. And he said, no, like, I don't, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's pos. I don't know. I'm not, I'm I'm indifferent on it. Like you don't want to be doing that all the time, yeah. but like a one off thing. But six minutes is absurd, dude. These guys usually yeah. have 45 second shifts, right? Yes, yes. Like 
Like that is absurd. I'm sure it's happened before, but like pre-tracking. Like I'm talking like the 50s when teams had oh, like yeah. way less guys. Um, when when I was told that, I was like, I was surprised that like maybe a guy like Pronger didn't have a longer shift. I thought maybe a guy like Pronger would have had the record. Yeah, but right? for a forward, I mean, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, and especially to be in the offensive end. Yeah, yeah, and like the offensive end too, right? Like I get teams get hemmed in and you can't make a change for a couple minutes and i mean dude i don't know i watch the canucks right so i see them get hemmed in all the time and and after two and a half minutes these dudes are like gassed like yeah, done so, so i can't even imagine six minutes well like what happens if he like the defenseman they get caught and he's the only guy back to go chase them he's yeah, gassed there's I mean, no way there's no way that's the risk that's the risk there's man no i way. don't know didn't they pull it didn't they pull it with like a ton of time left too i think it was around like five minutes or something like that yeah, I think they were just desperate, man. I don't think they really cared. No, I mean they're doing pretty well this season too, so they pro- they know what they're doing. It's not like they don't know. Um, uh, I think Lindy Ruff is a, a pretty good coach, so it's not like it's a, of course they're doing terrible. But I just don't think it was a smart move. I don't think that. I think it's cool that it's an NHL record, but I just don't think <laughs> you should be on for six minutes. No, you like, should not get- be doing that every night. <laughs> no, no, like. <laughs> It's kind of funny to see, but like at the same time, it just hurts your team and hurts your neck shift. It just, you don't want tired guys on the ice. Like they could have probably won that game if he wasn't on for that long. I, I mean, that's I a long know. stretch, but you know what I mean? They're probably already losing that game and they just tried whatever. I don't know. You just, they just put their best player out there and helped, right? So maybe, maybe he's like, I can do this. Like I can get on. I can, I know I can stay it's on. Possibly. Dude, Jack Hughes is that type of guy. Like Jack Hughes yeah. is a young, energetic, like, oh yeah, like he's well conditioned, right? Like, so he probably yeah. could be okay. But at the same time, there's other guys that can do that as well, right? Let's put it up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I'm assuming he was on the ice for most of it. Yeah. Probably. He probably was like around I'm the a, same. But I mean, like, there's players like, like, you know, who that Jesper could have been Bratt. balanced out with, right? Jesper Bratt would have been a guy. I'm yeah. assuming he was probably on the ice for a lot of it too, right? I mean, New Jersey probably had all of its weapons out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I don't know. Anyways, Mitch Marner. Um, Mitch, Mitchy Marner. I gotta oh, love Mitch Marner. Right? With that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchy Marner. Mitchy Marner. Yeah, freaking Leaf fans. Yeah. Uh... You gotta love this I, I don't, guy. I, I, I'm. We talked about talking, talking about this earlier, but dude, Leaf fans on Twitter need to chill, man. <laughs> well, we were better. People are out there saying, saying the Oilers, like Leaf fans are out there, like talking, saying the Oilers are irrelevant and stuff like that. It's like, guys, they have the two best players in the world. Drysdale is better than Matthews. Okay, calm down. Mm, oh, I don't know here, if it I agree here it is. Here it is. Oh, I, I can. I, it's a bias. It's a biased opinion, but. This season, they're I'm, different dude, players. Matthews, I mean, Matthews has heated up lately, but Drysidle's freaking Drysidle. Well, I think Matthews has been underwhelming this season. I'm not gonna lie. For sure, he's heating up lately. But like, dude, yeah, these Leaf fans, I like, look, it's close, and Matthews could be better than Drysidle, but my gut says Drysidle. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, it's hard to compare those two players. I think just because they have different ways. Like, I think. Matthews is literally like maybe like a more of a goal scorer. Dry saddles both, you know, he can go all the way around to way forward. But well, a playmaker. Well, the, the I don't fans have it anything. in their head too that Matthews is like and Matthews and Marner are like the second coming of Datsuk. <laughs> I don't like all this crap being spoken about all the time, how they're so good in their own end. It's like, are they? Are they really? Well, see, is that, what, com- is that what Corsi told you? 
when it, when it comes down to it, it's the playoffs, right? Like, and that's yeah. what, yeah, that's what it's coming down to. Here's, here's, I know this is supposed to be about Marner, man. And I know we're not supposed to talk about the Leafs all the time because yeah. you, nobody wants to hear about the stinking team. <laughs> but it comes down to the playoffs, man. Okay. And guys like Matthews and Marner and Nylander have, and even Tavares time and time again have been proven that in a playoff setting, in playoff style of hockey, they don't do well. And no. that comes down to a lot of factors, man. A lot of people just want to say, oh, they're nervous. Oh, the pressure. It's like, I don't think so, man. I just think the defensive game tightens up so much in the playoffs that guys like like Marner and, and Matthews get get choked out by by defenders, right? Like in the playoffs, the other team's forwards and defenders are are on you way more comparable to the regular season than compared to the regular season. And it's about whether or not you can fight through that, right? The best players fight through that. And I'm not saying that they can't, right? But they haven't so far. Yeah. You know? No, I get that. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, when it comes to the Leafs, and like you're saying the Oilers too, and you were talking about like the Twitter beef or whatever on Twitter, and the Oilers and the Leafs fighting, I, I really don't think both of the, the fan bases can really say anything. I think I think we both have pretty much disasters in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, the Oilers have made it, though, to the past the second round. They have, but at the same time, like this year, they're not looking that great. They, they got Jack Campbell, but... Jack Campbell's not the same that he was on the Leafs. Um, you know, Hyman's still good, but like, you know, they they take these players from the Leafs, they pay them big money, but they're not the same because the Leafs core has probably worked better for them. And I don't know. And the Leafs right now are dealing with a lot of injuries, if you think about it too. Like half so are the Oilers. Core. They don't have they, they don't have a Vander Kane, they don't have Clefbaum. Yeah. So like, how long has Clefbaum been out? Like a year and a half. That's I don't know crazy. if he's ever coming back. What was wrong with him? Oscar. Uh, he's Oscar Clefbaum. I like. Yeah, he. I was gonna say he's been gone for a while. But oh, he is injured and is generally considered to be finished his playing career. Wow, that sucks. He's pretty young too. Twenty nine, man. He that- was good sucks what is his injury it must be pretty serious i'm i'm guessing like either a back injury or something like that usually that's when he underwent major shoulder surgery upper body yeah yeah it's hard to come back that's that sucks dude and and the owners could use a guy like him yeah you know yeah no definitely like that their decor could definitely use another top defense up there right and that would definitely help help Jack Campbell out. But I think Stuart Skinner is actually coming up to be a pretty decent goaltender. For he is. Him. He is quite good. He is quite good. I've always liked um, him. Yeah, he's doing better than I thought he was going to. Like, I always thought Skinner might have been maybe just like an average kind of starter, but he's putting up great numbers. Anyways, this is about Mitch Marner setting a 22 game point streak, bro. Yeah, this is this is insane. Like, if you think about it, 22 games, that is insane that Marner is still going like <clears throat> I thought after he broke the record, maybe he'd slow down a little bit, but he's not stopping. He has 35 points and uh, and 29 games played, 12 goals oh, and 23 he- assists. <laughs> what? Oh boy. What? Uh yeah, he's not breaking Gretzky's record. What's Gretzky's record? 51. Hold. <laughs> you don't know that. He's not stopped yet. Knock on wood, but he, oh, he maybe can. You definitely don't know. 
You don't I know. mean, even Never like Crosby never. has 25, Kane has 26. Like, yeah, like I don't know. It could. I happen. mean, it's a fan. It's a fantastic point streak. Like he is. Yeah. Who cares if he beats one of the? No, who well, gives a shit? Like you know, Wayne Gretzky records aren't supposed to be touchable. Alex Ovechkin. So yeah. there's no shame in not beating a Gretzky record. Um, Lemieux even has 46. Right. Wayne Gretzky actually has four of the top three of the top four <laughs> point streaks Jesus. records: 30, 39, 51. <sighs> yeah. See, like it's so hard, like. Because the different errors, it was probably so like not easier to score, but I don't know more goals. I don't know. It was easier to score more goals, maybe more more realistically, more yeah. realistically. If 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 Mitch Marner can get to thirty, he'd be tied for fourth. That's not bad. I'd I'd be pretty proud of that. The one thing Matt I'm Sardine's proud fifth. of, he's got thirty. Well, the one thing I'm proud of is Marner's living up to his contract. You know what I mean? Um, because he is being paid quite a bit. And that's part of the reason why they do struggle with cap issues sometimes. They always have to change their goalies. It's because he's being paid a ridiculous amount, right? And so is Matthews, Tavares. But Tavares is performing. Marner's performing like unreal. Marner's performing like he's getting paid as a top player in the NHL because he is, right? And people were saying like not too long ago, Trey Mitch Marner, right? Maybe Mitch Marner can get something for him. Just because he didn't perform in the playoffs, and I get okay. it's important for him to perform in the playoffs, but this play maybe he maybe this is the year he does perform in the playoffs. Maybe he's like shit. I'm gonna wake up, play to my expectations, and get some points. Right? If you look in the playoffs, like it's, it is pretty w- underwhelming. I mean, he had he was more than a point per game in last playoffs, which is a step up from <clears throat> his previous years. So maybe he's on an incline, right, of getting more points in the regular season and in the playoffs. <laughs> It's not about living up to your contract, though, for me. No. Like, the Boston Bruins said it well. If you want to come play here, you're taking a pay cut. Yeah, right? and I, I wish that he did. I mean, and, I, I and get so, it. And, and that's the fundamental difference. The Leafs have how much money tied up in four guys? Yeah. You know, it's like, bad. I get, I like, look, I get in a vacuum you know, Marner, Matthews, like their contracts for their statistics are probably acceptable in a vacuum, yep. right? Yep. But when it comes down to it, they don't, there's no room left for the depth. And the depth is what's going to win you the cup. In the playoffs, guys get squeezed out. They get shut down, right? You need mm-hmm. that elite, you know, second line, third line in a, in a spicy fourth line to push you over the edge when the other team's best defenders are gassed on the bench in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's the problem. You know, like $11 million for 35 points in 29 game, 29 games played. You know, fair enough, man. Massive point streak. Fair enough. Matthews, 60 goal score. Fair enough. But at the end of the day, dude, there's still no room for depth. And when you get to the playoffs, you're getting you're you're, you're, you're it's easy for the for the other team to, to just choke out those lines. And you don't have the third line and the fourth line to give you that goal when you need it. That's the yeah. problem. That's why the Boston Bruins formula is winning now, man. Pasternak's getting paid six million. Brad's getting paid like what eight? Yeah, like, I, I, like even Brad less. Marchand. Brad Marchand should be an eleven million dollar player, but he took that pay cut, and now because he took that pay cut, they can have guys like like Bergeron. They can have guys like Krejci. They can have guys like McAvoy. Yeah, they can sign those. Those. Uh... I'm getting a phone call. What do you? What? <laughs> who is this? 
we're not cutting this out. Man, whenever I, if it's a spam phone call and it's the air duct Hello? cleaning services, Hello? I, I just mess with them. Hello? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, anyways. No, did you ever, do you get, ever get those calls from the air duct cleaning services? All the services? time. All the time. I just tell them to get. I'll tell, the, I'll tell you a story of what, how, how I answered the phone call last time and how oh, it dude. went with them. So I always like just to mess with them and. You know, it just it's just it's really funny to me, and I really get a joy out of it. And um, so <laughs> they called. They're like, "Hi, you know, we're t- calling for the air duct cleaning services," um, and it's so noisy in the background. Like I can hear everyone that's in the f- office that they're in, right? <laughs> and um, and he's like, "Yeah, um, you know, can you please tell me like how many bedrooms you have and whatever you know whatever the information they want to know and stuff like that." so weird i think that's so weird but i was like i was like oh for sure i'd love to and i'm like but i have one problem he's like oh oh no what's that sir and i'm like i don't have any ducks he's like oh what was that that? i i don't have any ducks and he's like what and i'm like and i just started (laughs) started quacking (laughs) on the phone and this is what he said he's like fuck off and then he hung up oh my god that's (laughs) way better than me dude (laughs) <laughs> I told them one time my name was Bruce Wayne and my house was 20,000 square feet. <laughs> yeah, I've done that's... something like that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so stupid, what did, man. What they say to you? They just hang up? Oh, I said, fuck you, and he hung up. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Man, like, uh, there is some people that fall for that, right? But <laughs> I the, just... The, the, the funny one is where you, you can just be like, my ducks. My ducks are out in the pond right now. They're clean. Yeah. They're, they're self-cleaning ducks. Yeah, they're just quacking. <laughs> can you hear them? Yeah. <laughs> can you hear my ducks? <laughs> the Anaheim ducks? The Anaheim ducks? Yeah. Anaheim <laughs> Trevor, ducks, Trevor Zegers? What's Anaheim up, dude? Anaheim ducks have showers in their locker room. Oh, stop, dude. Want to see me do yeah. the worm? <laughs> Yeah, it's Trevor Zegers from the Ducks, man. <laughs> I'm Trevor Zegers, man. I'm on the cover of NHL 23. Man, I, we should pre- if ever that happens, I'm gonna pretend to be an NHL player. No, what's up, dude? Trevor Zegers. <laughs> I love Kessel. America. Oh, you know, uh, I'm just eating a hot dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> you tell that fat f- <laughs> uh, <Phil> James, <laughs> James Van Riemsdyk. Okay. Uh, anyways uh, good for mitch good for mitch we'll see what happens yeah. in the playoffs dude that's what it comes down to i don't care about a point streak nobody gives a shit the leafs have been <laughs> top of the table now for a long time make the second oh, for round sure. yeah no uh, you know what we'll see what happens near playoff time we'll see what trades get made at the deadline too um yeah. but okay we can talk about like two players that have been amazing this season tage thompson and jason robertson they are you know what the like I don't want to say underrated. I feel like that's, you know, underwhelming him a little bit. Is definitely underrated. I think so too. But now he's kind of proving the season he had last year. Like that wasn't a. Fluke. He's not. He's not a household name though. Like a casual hockey player wouldn't know who Tage Thompson is. No, and no. they should. I mean, he's on Buffalo, but I honestly think he's going to be a, have a bright future there. I think, you know, oh, he's, yeah. he's going to be part of that like leader core that you know as goes into their team that's going to you know, make the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs, right? He's going to be with that part of that leadership group. Like, as you say, like... God, dude, Tage Thompson is handsome. He is a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's a handsome boy. And you know what? He he has really come out of his shell. And I... I Like, and they have on a pretty decent contract. 
I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. seven years for seven something million dollars. Yeah. And people were like, contract. oh man, that's that's like too early to sign him to that. Just because he had one good year. No, they knew what they saw in him, right? They they knew that what kind of contract they get. And honestly, that's a really good contract. He could have asked for like eight million, nine million dollars for the season he had, but oh, no. for a forty goal scorer point per game player, yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean he's all well over a point per game. Like he's yeah. yeah. So Buffalo's gonna benefit from that and he's gonna benefit from that because he can possibly it, win a Stanley Cup with them. Buffalo's right? trending in the right direction, man. You know, they character are guys in there like Tuck. Yeah, Dylan Cousins, uh, Dolly Power, Power. Like they're yeah. Tr- yeah, trending in the right direction. They need a goaltender. Yeah. But, well, they have they have uh, Uko Pekka. Pek- uh, I don't know how to say his name. Lukanen. Uko Pekka Lukanen. Yeah. yeah. And they he, think he's, he's supposed to be pretty legit. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. And I think he is. Um, yeah. But also, Jason Robertson, people were questioning his contract as he did get the seven million. He was past the seven million mark. And people were like, well, that's a little too early to tell. Like maybe his season was a fluke. No, it wasn't. He's literally competing with McDavid and whoever is high up for the scoring race right now. Right? He is literally. Yeah. He, he possibly won the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy. Like you know, Good. he's he's going to be in the running for it. And I think he's going to be like he has turned around Dallas as well. He's probably improved yeah. uh, players like Jamie Benn's game. I don't know if he plays on the same line with him. I think he but, plays with Hans and Pavelski. Yeah, and Hintz and Pavelski are having great seasons, and no wonder they're playing with Robertson. And I think he's a, yeah. another player, just like Tage Thompson. You know, like the people are like, "Oh, he just had one good season," but he's actually proving himself. We've he's been pro- saying it, dude. We've been saying Dallas for, since last season, <clears throat> dude. Sneaky good, sneaky good. Yeah, if they exactly. can get into a little playoff spot, you know, they have a, guys they have a like lot of Jamie good young Bennett. players. They have a lot of good young players, and they still have Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. And like, granted, yes. their production has dipped, but that's depth, man. Like well, that is depth. Well, you look at Jamie Ben this season. He's actually coming back to the regular Jamie Ben that's being paid nine million dollars, right? Mm. I don't know. Like he should be be paid that much, but he is doing better than he has been. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have yeah, fantasy. Like, and he's doing pretty well. Yeah, like guys like Jamie Ben are perfect to have in the playoffs, dude. Physical, gets oh, in the yeah. dirty areas, strong, like. Tyler Sagan is still a sniper, man. Like, I maybe their roles have been reduced, obviously, because well, guys like their Robertson injuries, play. right? I think their injuries yeah. have really affected their game. But if they can stay and healthy, got, and they've got Miro Heiskanen, and they've got yeah. they got Ryan Suter, right? I don't know a lot of, yeah, a lot of Stars fans complain about Suter, but like that guy in the playoffs is going to be decent, dude. I like Suter. I think he's a decent defenseman, a good veteran too. Their, but yeah, Dallas is pretty good. Dallas is. I want to see their lines, man. Honestly, like you look at it, and they're actually pretty impressive. Their lines, like Rupe uh, Ma- Mason Marchment, dude. Yeah, he's a physical guy too, right? And Gurionov, man. You know that's another guy who who can, sniper. can get it done. Yep, yep. Ty Delandria. Oh yeah, good young player there. Yeah. Um, and then and then on defense, man, you got the defense. I mean, S- I like Lindell. their bottom pairing. Yeah, their bottom pairing is sick. Lindell and Hockenpah. Oh yeah, Hockenpah is a very good hitting guy too. I don't right. know. Niels Lundqvist, is he any good? Well, yeah, so the Rangers drafted him in, in the first round, but he yeah. requested a trade. He is supposed to be a good prospect defenseman. I just don't think they had room for him in the New York. I remember him being in the I remember him being in the talks with like the Canucks for like a trade involving yeah. Miller. I think he's pretty good. I think he's gonna have a good opportunity to play there instead of New York. Yeah, twenty five games, eight points. He's got he's a minus two, but like yeah, I, I definitely think I, I think if Dallas wants to be for real, they need to add a defenseman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, whomever that might be. Uh, and they, I think they could do it at the deadline. Yeah. I don't know what their cap situation's like, but they can definitely work something out. I don't think it's insane. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, the second and Ben's contracts are pretty insane. Yeah. Um, so they don't have any cap space. Yeah. I mean, they can make it work. They can definitely go find someone that they can maybe retain could, cap or trade. Yeah. Someone. You could, you could maybe trade out. Dude, Issa Lindell's getting paid 5.8 million. Yeesh. That's insane. That's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, He's not a bad yeah, player, it's the, though. It's the Ben and the Sagan contracts, and there's still quite a bit of term on that. They're yeah. both getting paid like almost 10 million. Well, that's you know? the thing. They're not going anywhere either with those contracts. Like, I They're would like there. on the high end, dude. Like, I think maybe those two guys should both be getting paid like 5 million, and that would feel yeah. like literally yeah. like 10 million dollars. <laughs> they for should the team be. to make a move. Well, you yeah, think about it they, dude, years got... ago, though, it made sense, right? Oh, years shit, ago, dude. Hints, hints next season goes up to an 8.4. Oh, yeah. So they got to get rid of someone. They're shedding Pavelski for 5.5, but that's a guy you want to keep, bro. He's still scoring. Yeah, well, who knows if Pavelski will retire, right? Maybe he'll retire. I don't retire. think so, man. I Maybe think Sutter's going to retire. Maybe. Four bill right there. Yeah, Sutter's still got three more years, though. Oh, maybe not then. I don't know. Like Pavelski, I think Pavelski could get another like three year deal for like five million. Realistically, yeah, he's one of those players that can like play a long time. He's thirty eight, dude, and he still puts up the numbers he puts up. Like Pavelski's really good. Yeah, I I was like I I always like Pavelski, and yeah, he can even at his age he can play on the first line, which is a pretty good guy to have on your team, and he's a vet. You know, he's a smaller guy, but he definitely can get those points. Um, but we can all what's we can next talk about we don't talk about this long but Bettman um, hiring as NHL commissioner 30 years ago um, December 11th 1992 was when he came into the NHL and um, Bryce you're a fan of him um, I wouldn't okay I, a fan is a tough word <laughs> you're I'm a not, boy. I'm not really a <laughs> fan of the commissioner I'm not but I don't know, like Gary Bettman is a guy like I get like he's, you know, had some missteps in the NHL's done some things questionably. But I think overall, Gary Bettman has definitely grown on me. I enjoy seeing him at the draft. He makes me laugh. Like anytime he has to talk in front of a fan base, he makes me laugh. Like Gary Bettman's grown the game of hockey, man. There's no denying that, you know, he's made markets work that that people probably thought could never work. And well, you think about that's, it, yeah. that's what it comes down to. You're right. Like it obviously there's some good things that he's done right there's there's a lot of good things that he's done um you know the one part that i don't like is like we talked about this before the podcast is players after they retire in the nhl that deal with brain injuries mental health they really struggle because they're on their own basically if they didn't they don't have any more money sometimes the nhl just doesn't help them out and they really struggle you see a lot of them on the streets a lot of them going to addiction um, a lot of them, you know, you know, it maybe end up to suicide because their mental health is so bad from brain injuries. Here's the here's the thing, though. Okay, and I know, I know what you're I saying know. is very important. Yeah. No, what do you think I'm going to say? Well, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like it's like taking care of everyone that retires in the NHL. Like, that's no, 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 dude. So players who retire and have issues absolutely need to be helped, right? And I think yeah. the NHL could do more granted mm. right but shouldn't this fall under 
the players union more so than the NHL. Yeah, but I think they need help from the NHL. I think yes, I I agree. But like, yeah. what like is the union not doing enough? I, I see. That's what I don't know. I don't know too much about that. But I don't know. I either. can imagine they both need to step it up. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, I, I agree. Right? Like, there's definitely something that could be done for the both of them. Um, yeah. It, no, we were talking about like the movie Concussion before we started recording today, and like yeah. that's that movie's so impactful, and like. You know, this is not an NHL only problem. I mean, the NFL, you know, that entire sport is based upon smashing your head into somebody else's head every day for your life. Right. Like that. Yeah. That league. I mean, you want to look at serious concussion problems like that league, the whole part like in hockey, you know, you don't have to take the body in football. You do. Yeah. So, you know, it's less frequent, but. You know, there's been some pretty serious head injuries in the NHL, and there are players who, who suffer pretty seriously from from post concussions, post concussion syndrome. Is that what yep. it is? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And 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 the league absolutely needs to be doing more. And and you know that that could fall onto Gary Bettman, that could fall onto the players' union, but I think they both need to work together to really set up a good program to help guys who deal with that crap. No, definitely. Um, as well said, honestly. It, it does take a lot of different parties to actually come as a collective and figure out a plan for that. And I can't, you can't just blame one guy, Gary Bettman. He's not in charge. Of, you know, obviously he's the commissioner, but you know, there's a lot of people that go into it. Right. Um, right. And there's a lot of people that are working for the NHL and the NHL PA that definitely need to come together and, you know, figure that out. But you know, it needs to be initiated and Gary Bettman would be, Gary Bettman would be a good person to initiate that. You know what I mean? Yep. Very powerful. Besides, Besides, you know, the the treatment of players post-retirement, obviously, um, you have things that he's missed on, like the Coyotes, you know, their current state yep. is questionable it's messy. at best, um, yep. very messy. Um, and then, you know, there's other teams, too, that 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 just haven't been successful with their regional population. That's like the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, teams like that, you know, really... You look at them and you think, like, why isn't this working and what can we do to make it work? I mean, Florida's iced a good team now for like three years, right? And nobody is showing up. No. So how do we how do you fix that? But on the good hand for Gary Bettman, I mean, he's incorporated fantastic cities like Nashville. Uh, Carolina really, really jumps when when their team's good. Vegas is a huge success. Seattle absolutely deserved a franchise. Yep. Um. So lots of good too, man. And like we've said, the game has grown. Big TV deals. Um, hockey is you know bigger than it's ever been. It's still nowhere close to like the NBA or the NFL. But you know you can't can't win them all. So <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, like I, I think there's there's not much you can else say about that. But you know, congrats to Gary Bettman. I mean, he's he's done. Congrats, Gary Bettman. A lot. Um, Keep but yeah, making me laugh. When you, yeah, when you get the, up the there draft. It is an entertainment factor when he comes up. Oh, he's so draft, right? he's so funny. He's he got his little, he's got his little his little shakes like he's nervous. He no, nah, he likes nervous. it. I think he, like he, some people like the criticism. You know what I mean? I think he's used to it now. And like, if there wasn't booing, he'd be like weirded out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, I mean, honestly, dude. Sometimes I feel like the booze. Sometimes I feel like the booze are out of love. Yeah, I like oh that. yeah, like oh, you have to do that as a hockey or NHL fan, yeah. right? It's all um, love, man. Yeah, um, we can not go in Canada. Like, t- t- no, 
Uh, <laughs> um, talking about injuries, Latang has had his second stroke in his so NHL career. Sad. And he's so young, but he's coming back. I think he's, he's playing coming back. Tonight. I think he's playing yeah. tonight. I think it was 12 Latang. days. Since his, he had since a serious his... stroke too, like in 2014. Yes, yes, and you know what? Like that's a lot of dedication from him. I, I, and it scares me a little bit because I really like Latang, and I know he's a great dad to his son, and he has a wife as well, and I just want him to be healthy for his family. And you know, like at the end of the day, like yeah, he's an NHL player, and he he must really love the game to actually want to come back, right? You know what I mean? Like that's two strokes at that young of an age. He's probably cleared by doctors, right? Like to actually, they're okay. You would have to think multiple doctors have cleared him to come back. I mean, I don't think the team yeah. would risk that. You'd no, like think. No, exactly. Like he, that's very, very concerning. Like two strokes at, you know, below the age, um, of forty. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, he's a great player. Tang is so amazing. Look, Tang has had a legendary career. I think he could be a Hall of Famer one day. Um, I mean, his career is, in, you know. You think about Crosby and Malkin, Latang is that third guy. Mm-hmm. He's always been that third you know? guy, right? And yep. that's why Pittsburgh still has success t- uh, to this day and why they made the playoffs so many years, right? Um, I'm pretty sure that they haven't they had like 16 consecutive years um, yep. just because of that core has been there, right? And Latang's a big part of that core. Everyone, talk, like you said, everyone talks about uh, Latang and Cro- uh Sorry. Crosby Malkin, but Latang is literally, I mean, a big heart and soul of that team. And he's a very dedicated player to Pittsburgh. And I think I'm glad he's going to retire there because he did. They both signed contracts there, right? To, to continue, Latang's, continue. Latang's numbers are consistently fantastic. Dude. Yes. Yes. I mean, he Her, has a career injuries. 145 goals, 517 assists, and he's physical. And like, he's a great defender, too, on top of all of that. He can do anything you need him to do, right? So, yep. He's the embodiment of a two-way. He is. And he's a great leader for that squad. And especially young defensemen coming up. That's a great example. The show dedication to the team. I, I would say so. Like looking at his, his yeah. career, he is a big part of that, you know, those three Stanley Cups, right? He was there for yeah, all three, of them, right? Three Stanley. Does he have any awards? Does did he ever win? Has he ever won the Norris? I don't think he's never won the Norris, but man, I, that's a tragedy. Yeah, because he has put up a lot of points in, in previous seasons, so I'm surprised he hasn't. He was probably he's a just candidate. never first. He's just never yeah. first in points for defensemen. No, he's and probably a candidate. Carries so much weight. Yeah, he's definitely been a candidate. Yeah, for sure. I um, mean, dude, in the playoffs, even man, like, dude, he's had all their deep playoff runs. Man, he he continues to put up points too. Like, he's he's just good. He's so good. Yes, like he has an offensive style to him, but he also can be very defensive. And physical. Like, he has everything that's good about him. And that's what I've always liked Latang. I've always th- thought he was one of my like, favorite defensemen. Because I played defenseman as when I was playing hockey. And I'm like, yeah, Latang is one of my favorite. Right? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I'm glad to see him back. Glad to see him. He's glad to see that he's healthy. I just hope he doesn't push it. And I hope he, you know, is, is recovering good. And, you know, it's glad to see him back playing hockey, which probably is, you know, something he loves to do. So um, good for Latang. Um, but we can move on to because we're almost at 50 minutes, but uh, so we can like wrap it up a little bit. But uh, uh, Tol- uh, Eli Tolvanen uh, got put on waivers by Nashville and got surprising by the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, right. 
like I thought Tolvanen was one of the future stars of Nashville. I remember well, when it was like him and Patterson were considered to be the two best players outside of the NHL. Yeah. And it, it was about him and Tolvanen. And now Tolvanen's gone. Uh, who For nothing. Him? For nothing. Seattle claimed him, right? Yeah, they just claimed him. That, that they didn't even get a, a trade. Good ad for Seattle. That could be good for Seattle, man. He See, plays with Beniers. He gets that opportunity. Now they have Beniers, right? Um, um, Tolvanen, Berkowski, Yeah. Like, look at the squad that's they're building, and they're doing good this season too. So it's not like you know that. I think they're really like that's a great move by Ron Francis right there. Like, thank you for the another. Free player. Another big waiver thing uh, that I think is crazy is Cal Peterson got sent. Yeah, that was weird, too. eh? I guess they given up on him that quickly. I don't think it's weird because he has been so bad. Well, I thought the contract they gave him was a little weird. Like That was way too quick, especially for a goalie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It it just like I didn't he had I didn't see him being their franchise goalie just yet. Um, See, bro, he's got, dude, he, in the well, AHL think LA's so not that great. LA's not that great. <laughs> well, according to the standings, they're pretty good. Actually? Well, yeah, they're up there. They're in a playoff spot. Well in. Oh, well, that's okay. Never mind then. Jonathan the West sucks. <laughs> so Yeah, okay. That makes sense, too. But yeah, Peterson. So Cal, Cal Peterson. Yeah, so he played. He came into the league in 2018-2019. 11 games played. A 9-2-4 save percentage. Then 19-20. Uh, 922 save percentage in eight games played. Mm-hmm. 2021, which was his breakout year, 911 save percentage over 35 games played. So playing good. That's the point where people thought, okay, this is the quick replacement. Jonathan Quick is on the way out. Cal Peterson's going to come in and take over. And then last season, dude, stinker. 37 games played, 895. Jonathan Quick takes back his starting position. And Cal Peterson's left on the bench, and they don't really know what to do with him, man. They're kind of going back and forth. They tried this year to play him, 10 games played. Eight six eight save percentage. What oh happened, dude? And you know what? He got put on waivers, but no one's taking that contract. No well, dude, one. Dude, he's he's obviously not in it. Like he's better than the AHL. He's played four games. He's got a nine three nine save percentage. Like he's, yeah, I don't think he's a starting NHL goaltender. I think he's a backup. I don't. He's a back- What's he getting paid? Like five mil. Oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like five mil. That's a and that's starting goal that, average. That, that, and that's a one way. That's a one way contract, yes. isn't it? Yes. Oh, dude, they're paying that no matter what. Yeah, like they're, they're not oh. getting rid of him. They're not. How many, how many years? I think it's like five. Oh, they better hope he figures it out, dude. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe going back to the, the AHL uh, will help him out, but I don't know. Give man. him his like, confidence back. Give him his. Dude, he's got to be just low on confidence. Give Maybe. him his confidence back, and then and then maybe he can. Yeah, I mean, it, come it, back and like it's not as bad as Rick Di Pietro, but it's pretty bad. You know what I mean? But 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 Di Pietro, like his contract was bad, but like Di Pietro when he was healthy wasn't that bad. It, no, it was, not at all. It was always hurt. No, just the contract situation. But yeah, um, we can move He's on. Still from getting that. paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's brutal. That is brutal. Um, I'm pretty sure he does like commentary for them, or right, or something like yeah, that. He does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Bo, Bo Horvat has declined any contract extensions. And yeah, so it's pretty evident that he's going to get traded. So he gone. What do you think about them trading the captain? What does that mean? What's that? What Dude, is that? It's the circumstances of this team, man. How okay. long? Like, I don't even blame him. 
He wants to win. We've been he's into his mid 20s now. Yeah. Like he's been on this dumpster fire team who hasn't been able to figure it out in years, despite having all these great names like he's gone, dude. Yeah. Like he's gone. Like as a Canucks fan, it hurts. It like, dude, I I have a Bo Horvat signed draft puck, bro. Like I have I love Bo Horvat, dude. I like him, too. He's been my favorite player on the Canucks now for a long time. And I don't even blame him. Like, they can't... The the consistent mistakes with the cap and and bringing in guys who just shouldn't be... Like, OEL. I don't mind him. Yeah. But he's about $3 million too expensive. Like, he... It, it's just mistake after mistake and this team just can't figure it out. And like, bro, we're going to like, we have, if we don't trade him, bro, I, I don't even know what to say because if we let him walk for nothing, because we have some misguided conception that we're a playoff team, I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. Like I, he's having a good season too. Right. So hopefully bro, he's you guys like top get, five in goals. Yeah. Like, hopefully you can get a good value for him back. Like I, I assume the return I, I, I don't even, I don't even know who you would trade for him though. That's the thing. Right now, I don't well, know. Well, we retain retain half. Retain half, right? That makes him really... Because he's on a great contract. Retain yeah. half uh, and then send him off to a contender for, for a lot. Because, like, bro, Bo Horvat's got to be worth... Like, L.A.? A lot. L.A.? Oh, please, no. They have, well, they have a lot of prospects that they can send back. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You, you might be a rebuilding team next year. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, that's brutal, though. I, I, th- I thought they were past that. I thought they were past that. Dude, I don't know. Send them to, like, I don't know. There's lots of teams that could probably use them. Islanders, Carolina. The yeah. Blues even could use them. Uh, I don't know. But obviously, coming back the other way, it's got to be at least a first-round pick and a blue-chip grade-A prospect. Has to be. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, 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 uh, there's definitely some teams that have some assets that they can send over. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'll make some mock trades and post it on the Instagram or uh, on TikTok as well. Oh man, it's already one nothing Dallas. Oh great. Um, hey, I picked Dallas. I didn't I? pick Dallas. I think you did. I did. Let's talk about our bets and end the podcast. Okay. Yeah. We the we we don't really. Okay. The suspensions in the NHL. Alessiak, Skinner, Engvall. You probably all seen it. They're all pretty like uh, like sticks to the face basically. Um, it was just it pretty weird. Down, boys. Was, yeah, literally, it was kind of weird that there was just like three right in the road like that but um yeah rupe hint scored an assist from nils lungfist actually um oh well there we go <laughs> yeah but uh definitely gonna watch okay. these games because we're gonna talk about our bets right now so brace you yeah start with so yours? i've got a little parlay here i've got calgary new jersey and edmonton all winning tonight a parlay is basically you string together a whole bunch of bets and uh, they all have to work out in order for you to get paid out um but obviously the return is greater right so I've yes. got Calgary, New Jersey, and Edmonton all winning there. And then on separately, I've got Dallas beating Pittsburgh. I've got... Okay, this is kind of a contradiction because, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even mean to make this bet. <laughs> I have Minnesota beating Edmonton by two goals, at least. It might um, happen. Yeah, it might happen. So there's that one. And then this isn't hockey-related, but I've got Argentina or Croatia beating Argentina. <laughs> might happen, that's too. That's not hockey, though. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. All right, what are your bets? We're, we're all probably all sports fans here. Um, my bets, so I did a six-game parlay. I like doing parlays. I like to risk it all. And it's just a bigger payout. <clears throat> and you can definitely track that on. Um, uh, we both won big parlays. So you can win them. Yeah, exactly. And BetStamp is a great place to track it as well. 
um, it it change it lets it update it updates you when the odds do change, and it tells you what odds there is. So mine's a plus five thousand nine hundred twenty-seven. Um, so I picked the Pittsburgh Penguins winning over the Dallas Stars, the Calgary Flames winning over the Montreal Canadiens, the New Jersey Devils winning against the New York Rangers, uh, the Anaheim Ducks winning against the Ottawa Senators, which I'm a little skeptical about, um, and then the Edmonton Oilers winning against the Minnesota Wild. So, I mean, it's it, it, there is a risk, but at the same time, you know, it's it does what you have to do when you bet. But uh, it showed, you know, they showed me my odds on bets, um, bets uh, stamp. So hopefully I can definitely benefit from that. And I, I it might go my way, it might not. But uh, that, those are my bets for tonight. And hopefully they go well. Oh, and I also have the Blues um, beating the Predators as well. I didn't mention that one. Um, but yeah, all possible. All possible, right? Like, you never know. And that's the thing with the NHL and you're betting with them. You never know who's going to win on any night. Literally, Arizona beat Boston the other night, right? I'm pretty sure they did. Yes. Yeah, dude. That would have been a crazy bet. Oh, man. You make great money on that. But, uh, shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those are our bets for tonight. Um, we'll definitely, you know, let, let you know how they go. And next episode, too, um, We'll let we'll tell you some more about bet stamp and um, we'll tell you our bets the next time because I'm pretty sure we'll have bets for then. Yeah, and very excited oh, to incorporate bet stamp in our podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we're definitely gonna have some interviews soon too. Um, we probably have two guests lined up as well. Uh, we won't say that we won't say it now, but uh, they're pretty two exciting guests. Um, two different guests as well, not the same um, kind of style of podcast, but. Um, it will be pretty interesting to hear about those two guests and um, hopefully you guys will enjoy that and hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as well of the fourth liners podcast um, make sure you subscribe or to our youtube um, spotify apple Podcasts, like follow share um, visit our instagram tiktok twitter wherever you want to support us on we'd love it everything's linked below always linked below we'll also put the link for bet stamp in their app like we said it was free please bet responsibly and if make sure you're of age, of gambling age, and you know, um, you know, the NHL is pretty exciting right now. And I don't know if I missed anything. Um, that's probably it for me. How about you, Bryce? No, you're good, man. Uh, like Jake said, follow us wherever you can if you'd like. Big thank you to Betstamp. Very excited. And yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace, guys.